Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Hey, sometimes we have a topic that has been too embarrassing or improper to talk about in the past, and we're going to try to break that wall down a bit today. Our guests, Corey Townsend and Aoife Little, can talk about the importance of education and sharing when it comes to the health of our bowels. They represent an organization dedicated to raising awareness about the inflammatory bowel diseases, Crohn's disease, and ulcerative colitis. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America are here. Corey and Aoife, thanks for being here this morning. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. I'm glad to have you here. Corey, you are the Deputy Executive Director of the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation's Northwest Chapter, right? I am. And Aoife Little, you are this year's honored hero for their Take Steps Walk of Western Washington they have every year, right? Indeed. Indeed. And you're also a young lady. If people can't tell on radio, you're in seventh grade, right? What are you, 12, 13, 14? Uh, 13. 13. And you, so you each have a different story to tell here, a different perspective that hopefully uh, we'll get this out, you know, for the folks to figure out, oh, yeah, Crohn's and colitis. Uh, let's talk about the basics of exactly what is Crohn's and colitis. They're two different diseases, right? Right. So Crohn's and colitis collectively are known as inflammatory bowel disease. They're uh, diseases of the gut that um, affect people in a variety of ways. Uh, most commonly, uh, it can be things like um, pain and uh, diarrhea, urgency with bathroom issues. Um, but much more than that, it, it affects the broad scope of people's lives. Um, so it's not just bathroom, but it's also uh, isolation through not being able to share about their disease. Um, it's pain, chronic pain, chronic illness, um, and, and a variety of things can trigger this uh, and so it's, it's not one size fits all, but uh, Aoife's story, I think, represents um, a growing population of, of folks uh, in the community, and, and that's really children under 18. Yeah, Aoife, you're here because you're this year's honored hero to talk about this and share. You're a little kid. A lot of people think a disease like this, yeah, most people are adults, but you're under 18 exactly, like Cora just said. 13, did you just get this disease last week? Um, no, I think if I was, I'd be very concerned uh -huh. because I wouldn't know what was going on. But I was diagnosed at around three and a half years old. Wow. Uh, um, April of 2009. So it's been over 10 years now since I was diagnosed. And so this is a, and you, Corey, you used the word chronic several times. This is ongoing life. They don't know, they don't have a cure for it. That's right. why we're talking about it. But they don't know what causes it just yet either, do they? Right. That's, is it that's one of those right. autoimmune diseases where the body starts working against itself for some reason? It is. Yeah, it is an autoimmune disease. And, and uh, we don't know what triggers it yet. It looks like there's some combination of environmental factors, genetics, uh, and, and um, particular uh, microbiome in the gut that may trigger this disease. It's unclear. Uh, more research is needed in, in that area, but there are uh, a few treatments that help lessen, um, lessen symptoms. Um, and most importantly, we're trying to get, get folks in remission of the disease through treatment, whether that's diet, exercise, or medication. Um, and uh, that's the goal right now. The ultimate goal is to cure these diseases to improve quality of life for children and adults with these diseases um, in the interim. Uh, but in the long term, to cure these diseases is really what we're after. So if someone gets it, uh, as Aoife did, it, as a young, young person, age three, all, all their entire life, they're still suffering with this, and we're talking about treatments and stuff. How many 
people, do we know how many people in America suffer this or how many in a state or how yeah, we widespread this that, problem is? Yeah, we estimate that, that 3.1 million Americans live with inflammatory bowel disease. Uh, it's an estimate because uh, it's not a disease that a lot of people talk about and a lot of people don't realize that, that they have an inflammatory bowel disease. Um, so it's not normal for people to be going to the bathroom 10, 15, 20 times a day. Um, but if it's normal to you and you've done it your whole life, maybe you don't realize that you need to see a doctor. And as a diagnosed at age three, you probably don't remember everything, but I mean, you probably heard the story over and over again. What did your parents think? What did your family think? I mean, people don't know these symptoms right off the top of their head, do they? Yeah, I'd say because I was very symptomatic before I was diagnosed, my parents were definitely concerned. And of course, when I was diagnosed, they didn't know a whole lot about IBD. So I'd say even after that, they were pretty scared. I don't suppose anybody seems to know a Corey that much about IBD. That's kind of why we're here today, right? I yeah. mean, what are the symptoms? It's from, isn't it almost all of the digestive tract from the esophagus all the way to the colon? It can be. Can yeah. be. It can be. Uh, you know, everybody has different symptoms. Uh, everybody with IBD has different symptoms, but um, it can be anything from sores in the mouth all the way uh, through the digestive tract, sores in the intestines or bowel. Um, and, and so it really depends on the particular person and the severity ranges on the particular person. Um, in Aoife's case, she started presenting symptoms, you know, as, a, as at two, three years old. And so uh, her parents were wise enough to see something was wrong and take her to the doctor and, and get a diagnosis. Um, but not everybody knows that, that that might be the case. One of the things that we try to do and, and that the, uh, the Take Steps Walk does is provide community education. And we have free education in the community throughout the year. We just had an event in Seattle. We've got another one uh, coming up. Um, at the end of the summer in the fall, uh, specifically about pediatric IBD, um, and that'll be at Camp Coleman down in the South Sound, uh, YMCA Camp Coleman. Um, you can visit our website for more information on free education in the community. That's at uh, Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org, and you can find something local to you there. Um, but yeah, there, there is more education needed. And so we do that um, for free, and that's funded by folks who participate uh, in Take Steps and other fundraising events. Um, people who support IFA on on the Take Steps site um, can be supporting some of that community education. That that's all pretty cool. I want to get to that Take Steps uh, walk now that you just mentioned it, but I got to back you up. People just went and got their pencil. You, uh, there's a website <laughs> that you said suggested people go look stuff up. Say it again. It's a long one. Yeah, Crohn's Colitis foundation.org. Yeah. And, so that, and and this Take Steps Walk, that's coming up Saturday. And it is a fundraiser, right? Aoife, you have a team. You're, you and a bunch of other people are raising awareness by having a, a team. You get people to sponsor you and you take a walk, right? Uh, yes. My team, because my family only started doing the team last year. We're known as Team Orion after my dog. And yeah, we're raising funds and awareness for for Crohn's and colitis. Team Orion, uh, how does that work? So you, you just explain it to folks and maybe they can find you online or start their own if they also know someone and want to support yeah, someone so with Crohn's or colitis. As a team, you get to raise funds as a group. And of course, since I'm the patient, I'm typically the one raising the most money, you know, the thousands of dollars that I've raised over the years. But yeah, we this year, my uncle is partaking, for example, and sometimes family friends will, like, donate to my sister or, like, to my parents. So, yeah, it's a group effort. 
online presence helps raise money like this? So do you already have a Facebook page or are you too young for that? I, uh, I do not have a Facebook page. And, and online, Corey, then does Take Steps, do they have the, their own website, Take Steps Walk? We do, yeah. Org, so you can, and, you can uh, find the Take Steps Walk at uh, cctakesteps.org. Um, you can enter your zip code there, find a walk in your local community. The, as, as Gary mentioned, the Western Washington Walk is on June 8th, this Saturday, and starts at 1 o'clock. Uh, registration opens and the walk starts at 2.30. And where is it? We didn't say that. It's at Lincoln Park in West Seattle. Oh, that's a hidden nice place. gym in the city if you haven't right been there. Right on the water, that's a pretty cool place. And we'll be walking a... right along the water uh, down to the saltwater pool. It's a beautiful place. If you've never been, you have to come see it. All right, so say that again. It's Saturday. June 8th, Saturday, coming up right June away. 8th. That's and, right. And so they can look for Team Orion online, or they can start their own, or maybe they know someone who has uh, an IBD and says, oh, I think they probably have a... So you can search for teams and names? You can, yeah. You can search by participant. So you can look for somebody uh, that, that you know that has IBD. Maybe they're participating. And if they're not, uh, give them a call and ask them if they want to join you and, and come down to Lincoln Park together this Saturday. Uh, you don't have to raise money, but uh, we hope that you will. We hope that you'll invest in the future of research and, and the future of people with IBD. So as a seventh grader, your your friends, your closest friends probably know your condition. Yes. Is, do you talk about it enough at school and amongst your friends that, that you can say, hey, I'm walking, I'm taking, what is it, 5K, 3K, I don't know what it is. I guess it doesn't really matter, but yeah. support me, give me a few dollars, and does that sort of spread by word of mouth? Uh, I'd say because... I'm very open about IBD with my friends because it's something I'm very passionate about. And, of course, I'm going to talk about something that I care so much about. But, yeah, I'd say that they aren't spreading the word. And I'm really just talking to them about it because, you know, it's a bit of a personal thing. People don't exactly like to talk about their bowels with strangers. Well, let's talk about that. Let's keep going there. Um, You've grown up with it. And so your closest friends probably have always known about it. But what's the, I don't know, what do kids say, the 411? Like if, if you can, do they still do slumber parties and just say, uh, should we invite Aoife? She can't stay in with us all day. She always has this, I don't know, what happens? How are the social, do you do everything at school that everybody else does? Does, does uh, your IBD slow you down? And, and I mean, what, give me that, living with it. I'd say for me personally, I'm very fortunate because it doesn't like affect my lifestyle very much at all because the medication I'm taking has been very effective for me. So I'm pretty much functional as a normal person. Pretty much. <laughs> so that's no seventh graders. Perfectly yeah, normal. I'd say uh, most seventh graders Having raised two daughters myself, I'll just yeah. caution you by going too far on the perfectly normal part. Uh, <laughs> joking here. Uh, I know. She just said her medication worked for her. Not everybody, since you said it, it's different for every patient. Right. And more research needs to be done then, I'm guessing, on what medications affect what kind of symptoms and different people and ages and how they're growing. I mean, Tell us about that. I mean, that's got to be a real puzzlement for that disease like this. It is. There's there's a lot that's unknown about this disease, and and there are some great treatment options for folks who are living with IBD. But um, you know, a lot of folks will it'll work for some time, and then it'll stop working, and they'll need to try a new treatment or a new medication, and uh, and so there there isn't a one size fits all solution. Recently in Washington State, we helped pass. Um, pass a, a bill to help physicians and their 
um, their patients better determine what medication is a best fit for them without having to um, fail on a, on a medication that doesn't work first. So we're excited about that uh, coming in the future as Washington state law because it helps to identify which medication works for the particular patient like EFA. And then the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, besides raising money for research on the disease, you also offer support, right, and local programs. Well, tell us about some of those for patients like EFA and others. Yeah, so we have uh, support groups. I mentioned education. We have a, a peer-to-peer mentoring opportunity um, where you can get connected with somebody uh, over the phone or via internet, talk about what you're going through and, and what they've been through and how that uh how those common um, symptoms and common experiences can strengthen each other. So we try to build resiliency in patients uh, by encouraging people to share their story, um, hearing other people's stories, and, and learning ways that they can get connected to the IBD community, whether it's through Take Steps or an education event or support group. Um, and if there's something particular that, that you're looking for in your community, you can visit our website, see if it's there, or get in touch with, uh, with the chapter um, and see if we can help you in some way that you need. How about, I mean, that sounds, peer-to-peer, that sounds pretty important. Uh, at all, the Take Steps Walk, IFA, um, I'm guessing you meet other people in such a similar situation that, I don't know, there must be a different kind of bond than just meeting a new, new friend or a new person that's not a friend yet. What's that Take Steps Walk like? That, I mean, people all in the same situation coming together. Uh, yeah, I'd say it is pretty empowering overall because, you know, you don't meet other people every day with IBD. And even if you did, people aren't super open about it. So it's really, me personally, it's my only opportunity to meet other people with IBD. And I think that f- kind of forms a connection because there are other people facing similar struggles as you. We are talking this morning with uh, Aoife Little and Corey Townsend. They are from the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America's Northwest Chapter, and we're talking about uh, the Take Steps Walk. It raises money for Crohn's and colitis, uh, raises awareness, raises uh, money for research, local programs, and again, online, people can find out about it, CC, that's pretty easy, Crohn's Colitis, CC, Take Steps, .org, and that'll bring you to a page, and you can type in your zip code and find the walk near you and people, teams, people like Aoife. Uh, Aoife, your name is, is a little unusual. It's uh, of Irish descent, right? Spell it for people if they want to look you up online to support your team. It is of Irish descent, and it is spelled A-O-I-F-E. Aoife, yeah, that's a beautiful name. Thank you. Um, take steps. It's uh, coming up right away this Saturday, June 8th. Lincoln Park down there in West Seattle, but also people, uh, online presence for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America, right? That's online. Um, I think that's just like it sounds, right? CCFA.org, right? Or is that CC Foundation? It's Crohn's Colitis Foundation.org. Oh, right. It's I a long it one. I had way wrong, Corey. It's, it's, you know, if you go to CCFA.org, it'll redirect you. I but think Googling Crohn's and Colitis Foundation will get you there, right? It will. People have questions about this. Like Aoife said, it's something that people aren't open about all the time. So if people, you know, want to learn more about it, great resource just for information, right? There is. We have a variety of information resources uh, online. There's a help uh, helpline you can call um, and a, a trained professional will get back to you, answer your question. Um, and that, that's uh, 1-800-MY-GUT-PAIN. You can call that. 
Um, we'll say that again, people. That's an easy one to remember. Yeah, that's 1-800-MY-GUT-PAIN. And so you can uh, visit our website, find resources, local education programs in the community. You can learn more about Take Steps and, and IFA, our honored hero this year, um, and Camp Oasis, our, uh, our program for kids with IBD ages 7 to 17 that happens every summer coming up uh, in late June as well. Camp Oasis. Oasis is a great name. I mean, it, it means a lot of things, but it really means a, way, uh, a nice, safe, comfortable place away from things, right? Have you been to Camp Oasis before, Eva? Uh, yes, once before. It, it sounds, I mean, big, like a full week summer camp? It is, yeah. You can't Aoife, just nod you your head on the radio, miss. <laughs> I caught you nodding your head. You can't just nod your head on I the radio. Know. Oh, you have to speak. Yeah. Aoife, other than the food, how was Camp Oasis? <laughs> Um, it was actually really enjoyable. I was, I made one really close friend and also made pretty good friends with a bunch of the other girls in my cabin. And it was just really fun to just partake in normal activities, but also be able to talk about, you know, the shared experience. Um, a camp oasis, who has to staff that? Does that take specialists to be counselors there, or is that uh, a regular camp? I mean, do they have to be medical people who know what IBDs are all about? All the above. So we have oh. medical staff there. Uh, we have volunteer counselors who uh, are IBD patients themselves, who have lived experience with this disease. Um, and, and it's held down at uh, YMCA Camp Coleman. So it's an established camp uh, down in the South Sound, and uh, it's an opportunity for kids with IBD to, to spend a week with kids that are like them, kids that understand them. And so we uh, in the Northwest have our own camp. There's about 1,200 campers nationwide last year, and we had about 140 here in Washington State. Um, and so it's a great opportunity if, if you or uh, one of your children has uh, IBD, uh, get online and check out Camp Oasis. It's a great opportunity to, to help uh, a child with these diseases know they're not alone. Is that provided at a low or no cost to campers? Uh, it's a $400 fee, but uh, we we will work with you if you can't pay that. Um, we have scholarships available. And, and tell me more about the uh, the funds you want to raise uh, this week at, at Take Steps and, and how much, I don't know, how many years you've been doing this? Over 10 years, right? Oh, yeah. Take Steps has been going on for quite a while. Last year, uh, we have 110 of them across the nation, and uh, the Western Washington one's been happening for quite a while. Um, it's moved around a bit. It's now in West Seattle at Lincoln Park coming up this Saturday. Um, and, and we're raising funds for research efforts, for local programs and support services, uh, light camp oasis, and, and free education programs that we have in the community. And it, it provides a, a brighter future. Um, and if we stand together uh, and walk together, we think that we can cure this disease together. And we did talk about some of those programs and those peer-to-peer supports and things like that. What does research, I mean, we throw that word out, but I mean, there must be a lot of doctors working on this. Um, (laughs) How does that money get distributed? Is there a a big board nationally that says so-and-so is working on something special? Let's give money to him. Or how how does that money get distributed? Yeah. So we we fund, as as an organization, we fund the best and most promising research. And we have um, over $350 million invested in research worldwide. Uh, we have it invested in, in, in a variety of different things, not just uh, new drugs, but also uh, microbiome in, in the gut. And uh, that's a scientific term. I'm not a scientist, so you'll have to go online to learn more about that or, or chat with uh, somebody that, that's more knowledgeable than me. Um, but 
there's a variety of, of ways that we're investing in research funding. Over $3.3 million is invested here in Seattle. Uh, and, and we're looking at what is going to accelerate research the fastest and, and what is going to get us cures to these diseases faster than anything else. And I don't, like you said, you're not a scientist or a doctor, so maybe we can't answer this question here today. But so as an autoimmune disease, does research on this relate to other d- autoimmune diseases and they can they figure out things in DNA and absolutely <laughs> I don't know they can relate these things absolutely I mean that's yes. one of the cool things about science these days they've gone so deep into chromosomes and DNA that oh, wow look at this and right uh, it's it's not just Crohn's and colitis that that will be affected by the research that we're funding it's autoimmune disease in general awesome and so what is triggering autoimmune disease as it relates to Crohn's and colitis may well be triggering other autoimmune diseases and so more more research is needed in those areas before we can say conclusively that there's a common uh, thread between autoimmune diseases but certainly this this benefits all the autoimmune disease community uh, Aoife, as uh, you've grown older and you talked about your medications working well, have you, and somebody said uh, you have to go on and off different ones. How has that been for you? Is there an up and down or do they narrow in and, and Aoife's been great since she was three? Uh, there definitely have been medications that have stopped working for me and then we'd switch to another one and it would gradually stop working. So I wouldn't say it's been just smooth sailing entirely, but I'd say it's been pretty good compared to some other people's stories. And and do, so you, do you see a specialist then for this? I mean, you must, right? There must be specialists on this. Or do you go to a children's hospital or I mean, uh, being young, do you see a pediatrician or are there Crohn's and colitis specialists? Uh, I do go to children's hospital to see my GI doctor. Is this typical that GI doctors uh, know that I need more uh, education, I need more research, and this isn't working, so what do we do next? Or they know where to go, they know how to navigate this disease. You know, we have great relationships with the, the GI clinics uh, in in the community, and, and they're great partners. They, uh, they help um, provide diagnosis and, and best treatment options for medication. Um, but you know they they can't be everything. They they don't they can't support and and guide the patients uh, like Camp Oasis can, like our education programs can. They just can't sit with um, each patient for several hours a day. And um, we have the ability to do that, and and that makes a great partnership with the physicians in the community. Uh, we're grateful for their work to to care for the patients in a clinical setting, and and we're here to help uh, support patients with resources and and support. Uh, and again, so the Take Steps Walk Saturday is one way to do that. And people can support this uh, if they want to look up online, not only the cctakesteps.org, but also the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. They can look that up online and, and find out more about the diseases. And, yeah, just find somebody to support, like Aoife here and Team Orion. Is that what you said? Yeah. What's your dog? What kind of dog is this? Um, It's... He's a Shih Tzu Bichon Frise mix. Oh, one of those little dogs. Are yeah. dogs allowed on the walk? Do you get to put them on yes, a leash and take them out and allowed. dress them up or something? <laughs> huh? I don't know if dressing them up is I, a great I idea. I think it is. But... You're welcome to bring yeah. your dog in, in costume or not. Yeah. And how about just people coming out and supporting the walk as they, you know, I'm going to go down. Like maybe that's people's favorite local park already that live near there. It's, I'm going to go down there and support these people walking by. It's not just kids. I mean, we have a kid here, but it's a lifelong disease, right? It is, yeah. And and uh, this is really an opportunity for people to come support the IBD uh, patients and community, their caregivers. 
this is an opportunity for everybody to stand in solidarity and say, we understand that what you go through is not easy. And uh, and we're with you. We're on this journey with you, and we want to support you. Yeah, and it's Saturday. Uh, the walk starts at 2.30, but people need to get there before and register. Is there come kind of a festival atmosphere there? Are there, you know, tents and people handing things out or balloons? I don't know what to expect. <laughs> so we'll have face painters and balloon artists and, and a kid's area and a, an obstacle course. Um, we'll have food. If you raise $100 or more, you get free food. Uh, Potbelly Sandwiches is providing oh, free food. If you raise $100 or more, you'll also get a t-shirt and a pennant. And, and all you have to do is raise $100. It's uh, easy. A quick post incentives. on Facebook will do that. Yeah, okay. Post, yeah, that's right. But that's one of the best things about Facebook now is that it can be used for good like this instead of, you know, cutting people down and wasting their time. Um, we only have a few minutes left, so w- before we uh, do run out of time, what do you want to say that we left out about either the Take Steps walk, living with Crohn's and colitis, research, I mean, just uh, whatever. Maybe you want to say something twice that, we, that you always tell people and want to leave them with uh, about Crohn's and colitis. Come join us June 8th uh, this Saturday at Lincoln Park at 1.00. Find out what uh, this community is all about. Support those living with IBD. Um, we, we'd love to have you. We'd love to get to know you. Uh, and Aoife, I'll let you have the, the last word. <laughs> yeah, what do you tell people as they you've told them a little bit about Crohn's and colitis, and then and they say, what? And you say, no, I'm telling you, it's... I mean, I feel like, because, God, it's hard to explain, <sighs> like, and just to put things into words, but... You know, it's an important part of a lot of people's lives, myself included, and I think it's something that awareness needs to be raised for and that we do need to find new drugs and potentially a cure. Aoife, what would a cure mean to you? I mean, it would mean getting to, like, actually be a fully healthy person for once because, of course, I can't remember what life was like when I was three and a half or before then. So it would be nice to be able to, you know, just make memories of someone who's healthy and doesn't have to worry about IBD. That's awesome. That, that is, I'm glad you took the last word. Thank you guys so much for being here. We have been talking today with Corey Townsend and 7th grader Aoife Little, this year's honored hero from the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation and the Tapes, Take Steps Walk. Uh, thanks for coming in, uh, and good luck this uh, week. Uh, the Take Steps Walk is Saturday. Again, I'll say it, it's at Lincoln Park. but the festivities start about 1 o'clock, and I hope you raise a lot of money and uh, we find a cure for Crohn's and colitis. Thank you. Um, If you'd like to hear this interview again, it will be available on Podcast One and iTunes within a few days. Just search for Spotlight with Gary Scheip. I am Gary Scheip. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.